Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and this is Pit Pass F1 from the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Pass F1 is brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts, and we're about to launch into the second round of the season at the fearsome Jeddah Corniche Circuit. This is the fastest street track on the calendar. Last year's pole lap was set at an average speed of 252 k's an hour. To put that into context, Monza, which is the outright fastest track on the entire calendar, averages less than 10 kilometers an hour faster. But at Monza, you don't have those ever-present walls, nor the blind corners. The Jetta track isn't simply very speedy, you need to take considerable risks to extract lap time. It's a completely different challenge to Bahrain, which was all about maintaining tyre life and good traction out of the slower corners. Which is why there's some optimism we might get also a completely different fight at the front. No one's brave enough of course to suggest Red Bull Racing isn't still the class of the field, but some are daring to hope that Ferrari might be a more competitive rival this weekend. Based on Bahrain, the red car has a top speed advantage, and last year, tyre wear was almost negligible on the harder compound in Jeddah. The track should play to Ferrari's strengths. There was plenty of talk about that and much more on the first day at the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. So to run us through it, it's over to this week's host on the ground in Jeddah. It's Chris Medland. Hello from Jeddah, I'm Chris Medland and I'm your host here on Pit Pass F1 this weekend, bringing you some insight from the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Never a controversial race, of course, uh, but we'll get to that a little bit later on because the first thing of note this weekend surrounded the defending champion Max Verstappen. Now, Max dominated in Bahrain and will arrive as the hot favourite here, once he does arrive, that is. So, Max has been unwell with a stomach bug over the past few days and has delayed his arrival at the event until ahead of practice on Friday. So, the double world champion leads this year's early standings but was not to be present in Jeddah on Thursday after spending a number of days dealing with an illness earlier this week. Verstappen says his condition has improved to the extent that he's got no concerns about being on track on Friday, but that he needed the extra recovery time. Max posted on social media, feeling fine again after not being fit for a few days because of a stomach bug. Therefore, I unfortunately had to postpone my flight for a day so I won't be on the track until Friday. See you in Jeddah. Red Bull did confirm that Verstappen had been granted permission to miss Thursday's activities, which are largely media-based, so I'm sure he was absolutely delighted to get away from that one. Uh, but the FIA had granted him permission to miss all of that, uh, so he will just arrive ahead of free practice. He won here last year. He won the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix after a thrilling battle, it must be said, with Charles Leclerc for the second race in a row at the time. Uh, and that was his first victory of his second title-winning season. I'd still have Max Down as the heavy favourite coming here, even though he's delayed. But we'll have to keep an eye out to see just how he fares once he gets out on track. Now, speaking of Leclerc, he says he wants to stop the talk, and that's a direct quote from him, around Ferrari, insisting a number of recent rumours have been false after the team needed to take a power unit penalty at this weekend's race in Jeddah. 
Now, new team principal Frederick Vassert named improving reliability as one of his pre-season priorities due to Ferrari's struggles last year. I'm sure you'll all remember, but for anyone who is a new fan to Formula One, Ferrari with a number of issues surrounding their power unit specifically, uh, to the extent they had to turn it down to make sure that they could make the end of certain races. Now, despite Vasseur's comments and wanting that to be the focus, Leclerc needed to take a new energy store and control electronics after qualifying in Bahrain, so he hadn't even done the race yet. Then he retired from the race, and that DNF led to another control electronics being needed, which exceeds the limit of two per year, and that means he will take a grid penalty this weekend. That setback comes after Italian media claims that there is a crisis behind the scenes at Maranello. Uh, Ferrari's headquarters, always a tough place to work, but already the heat is on. There were reports in Italy that senior management are uncertain about Ferrari's future direction, including a claim that the clerk had demanded assurances from Ferrari chairman John Elkin. But the Monegasque says they do not reflect the reality within the team. He says 90% of the rumours and reports he's seen recently are without foundation, says he did not demand that meeting. So we have to take him at his word. And Leclerc was backed up by his teammate Carlos Sainz today too, who says the atmosphere is much more positive than the reports make it seem and stating he doesn't understand why some people want to destabilise Ferrari, especially after just one race of the season under new leadership as well. What we do know for sure, though, is that the clerk will take a 10-place grid penalty here this weekend in Jeddah, which will make him one to watch out for in the race, but it puts him on the back foot already and at risk of being caught in incidents that seem to invariably happen here. It's a tough Grand Prix. It's had multiple major incidents, red flags, restarts. So being caught in those the likelihood increases if you're in the middle of the pack. A lot for the clerk to deal with, a lot on his plate already, and it is just the second race of the season. Ah, did I say incidents just now? Yes, well, there was both a metaphorical and physical cloud over this race 12 months ago due to a missile attack on a nearby oil facility during FP1. So the cars were out on track and everyone was working their way through first practice and then suddenly some smoke was visible rising in the distance from that attack. That basically moved the attention quite quickly away from matters on the track to matters off it and the focus was no longer on what could be happening from a sporting point of view. The drivers at the time took a remarkable stand, locking themselves in a room all together for hours after practice, wanting reassurances for their teams, but also highlighting the fact that they're not happy with having to be the spokespeople for the sport if positive change isn't being influenced. Unsurprisingly, that was another topic today in the paddock, with the drivers asked if they were comfortable being back in Jeddah after what happened last year, with many of them saying that they were. A few declined to answer, though, and the one who stood out was Lewis Hamilton, who heard four drivers beside him, in the form of Kevin Magnussen, Esteban Ocon, Lance Stroll and Sergio Perez, speak more positively. And then Hamilton had a wry smile, took his time to finally respond and said, all the opposite to everything they said. He later added, I didn't elaborate on it, so it's open to interpretation. He says he is best placed at least to try and influence change by attending the races and speaking about issues such as human rights concerns in person rather than boycotting an event. But it was remarkable to see Hamilton not really follow the line of the other drivers that were sat next to him at the time, being, I'd say, brave enough to speak out 
uh, and voice his concerns at that moment. It wasn't just the idea of racing in Saudi Arabia that Hamilton was being honest about either because there was a big focus on Mercedes' struggles so far this season. Now, Lewis insisted he will win again. He's got 103 race wins under his belt. He's looking for his 104th. His last one came here in 2021. And it's remarkable to think at the time when he won that race that he wouldn't win another until now at least. And that's because Mercedes were, to Hamilton's own admission, shocked to be so far off the pace in Bahrain. Looking at the data, the team thinks it is 1.5 seconds a lap off Red Bull in race trim, which is a huge gap to close. And as both Hamilton and George Russell admitted today and have been admitting for a while, will take some radical changes to be made. Now, common consensus during media day is that the gaps will be closer this weekend at least, with Red Bull not having so much of an advantage as it enjoyed in Bahrain. The main reason for this is the demands of the track itself. There are fewer low-speed corners, so less of an emphasis on traction and smoother asphalt that will reduce the impact on the rear tyres. They were areas that Red Bull were particularly strong in Bahrain. Great uh, ability to accelerate out of the lower-speed corners and still protect their rear tyres didn't suffer from the degradation that some of their rivals did. So taking that strength away from them could automatically close the gap. Ferrari and Mercedes were better in terms of straight line and high-speed performance than low-speed, so both think they will be closer to Red Bull themselves too, which leaves the bigger question mark of Aston Martin. Now, both Fernando Alonso and Lance Stroll were speaking positively about their chances, but with a few caveats, with Alonso pointing out the lack of real data about their car or anyone else's car on other circuits. Until recent seasons, F1 teams would test in Barcelona before the first race weekend in Bahrain, or perhaps the first race would be in Australia, but it would mean a sample set of two circuits by the end of the first race weekend. You could fall back on the Barcelona data as well as the circuit you've raced at. This year, it was just one test in Bahrain and then the first race also in Bahrain. So all of the data, the whole sample set is just from one venue, which means Alonso thinks that Friday's practice sessions here in Jeddah will essentially be a test day for all the teams. It is going to be fascinating to see if there's a major shakeup of the order on a new circuit or if Red Bull retains its clear advantage. Are we back to look at how that all plays out and how Max Verstappen fares after his illness for you guys tomorrow? Thanks very much to Chris, your host all weekend in Jeddah. And I'm looking forward to seeing how the field shakes out after the first day of practice on Friday. Make sure you don't miss that or any other updates from the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix this weekend by subscribing to Pit Pass F1 wherever you get your favourite podcasts. You can leave us a rating and a review as well in your podcast app of choice. And you can find us at evergreenpodcasts.com. My name is Michael Laminato. Pit Pass F1 is an evergreen podcast. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. 
Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast.